Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Do you feel shocked? Are you uh, shocked? Tom, don't, don't lay me up. Are you shocked? Don't give me that way up. Like because that. the vibe seems to be that Minka Fitzpatrick might play in this game on Sunday. So can I share a little background, some personal background? You and Minka went out for drinks last night? No. Oh, so no, not no, that no. personal. No, not that personal. I actually had an appendicitis at one point in my life. Oh, what did you return to the NFL gridiron? No. No, what I'm saying... Oh, you didn't return? What I'm you're saying still, You're was, still yet to make it there? Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is I was out of school for a week. <laughs> it happened on a Monday, and I didn't return to school until that next Monday. And even so, I was a little... It was the only surgery I've ever had in my entire life, so maybe that has something to do with it. You know, these guys have gone through the ringer as athletes whether it was professionally or in their collegiate careers. So I am a little surprised because this is no this is no easy thing to just kind of shrug off and just be like, okay, I'm ready to go. Because it kind of disrupts your entire body. Two things I'll say. One, Minka's clearly a bigger man than you are. Uh, is it clear? No, it's clear. Is it clear? But two, I think that they're getting better at things like this as, you know, Modern advancements happen in science and medicine. That's a really good point. I, I think that you can have guys have a quicker turnaround than you might have believed they would in the past. I, I know a lot of people like to reference Ben Roethlisberger. When he had his appendectomy, mm-hmm. he missed 14 days and a couple of games because of it. And you look at Joe Burrow at the beginning of the year, he had to miss all of the preseason and training camp because mm-hmm. of his. His was a burst appendix, though. Yes, this mine was, did not. No, Minka's did not. You and Minka share the you know, <laughs> something just feels a little weird. So when I see him next, I can. What, what is it like? You get a little pain. Oh, it's 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 a it's a big pain. Sweat a little bit. You it's start a, getting it's a little a big, bit of a fever, right? It like, was to the point where I could not move, and that's not even with it bursting. So no, right, imagine right. how bad it could be. But yeah, it was a pretty straightforward surgery for Minka. They got in, they got it out, they sewed him up, and he's good to go. It's now about the rehab process for him. But, dude, they said he was doing wind sprints at the facility yesterday. Like I heard that, too, yeah. I, I am really stunned that there's a lot of reporting kind of in the vein of he's going to be back for this game on Sunday. And, and if he's not on Sunday, I don't think there's any chance he misses more than just the game he missed last week and this, and this week. game. If he misses the Cincinnati misses game, the Cincinnati that would game. be the maximum amount of game, right, number of games. And just I'm not, the two. And I don't, I would, I really you think he might play. I, I think he's going to play. 
Well, he was on the field. So he had the surgery on Saturday, right? Yeah, it had to have been. And then he was on the field on Sunday. There had to be the least amount of complications possible when it came to a surgery. for like It had to have gone flawlessly for him to be already out there. I'm not laying in a bed somewhere. I'm not a doctor. I didn't get the report, you know, that sheet of papers of how well my surgery went. But I don't remember hearing anything went wrong. And I was still in the hospital. Like I said, I was in the hospital for the next 24 hours. Well, like I said, Mink is a bigger man than you are. So that's, uh, you that's said, a big eh, factor It's in debatable. That. But I, I think that the Steelers are in a position where they can survive another week without Minka. But I'm excited to see him get put into the fold with KZ and Edmonds. We've been waiting four months for this. Mm-hmm. Ever since KZ came into the fold and we were really excited about his pedigree, led the league in interceptions at one point in his career with the Falcons. He is like Minka light, but not really that light. Not he really plays that the light. exact no. same style that of play. That hit should be all the indications, or the only indication you need as to how he performs on the field. So we were all talking about how do we make up for this mm-hmm. uh, lacking of inside linebacker play for the Steelers. Well, what if we went big nickel? Edmonds is pretty beefy for a safety. Right. Maybe put him in the box and have KZ and Minka out there. Or have Edmonds and KZ play their positions and have Minka just do whatever the heck he wants. Have him follow Mark Andrews around the field. Have him take the slot receiver Tyler Boyd out of the game every chance he gets. We've been mm-hmm. waiting four months for this because of the KZ injury. That led to the KZ suspension. And now Minka is injured the first game that KZ is able to come back. So we've seen Minka have big games. We've seen Edmonds have big games. We've seen KZ have a big game in his one game played this year. I want to see all three of those guys work together. And I want it as fast as possible because I want some track record here. I don't want two games at the end of the year, big nickel. Mm -hmm. Hey, it looked kind of good. Can't wait to see what it looks like next year. I want seven games under their belt where they look good. They're starting to get some cohesion. And then you bring Edmonds back. Next year, you've got three really strong safeties. Not literally strong safeties, but strong as in look at my muscles safeties. And you have a really good plan as far as creative defensive packages, big nickel packages in the years to come. So I want to see these guys, all three of them on that field together, ASASAP. No, I totally understand, and I totally agree with you. And I think when you talk about having those three guys and and utilizing the big nickel as soon as you possibly can for as much as you possibly can this season, I think when you pair that with the Kenny Pickett side of things on offense, this season, the 2022 season, should really be the – the testing season, that you could say. I, I'm, I'm kind of blanking on the word that I'm looking for, but it, it's kind of the the when you're when you're doing like an automobile test, right? And you're trying to work out all the kinks and all the all the possible crash points. You want to go through that process, and I think that's a really good usage of the season because you're two and six, or you start off two and six, and it's not mathematically impossible for you to make the playoffs, but you would rather kind of keep yourself safe and healthy for next year, work out all the kinks, and then by the start of the next season, as you said, Tom, it's not just seeing two games where you're using that big nickel. You have multiple games. Hopefully the entirety of the second half of the season, these remaining eight games now, that you can have these three guys on the field together so that by the time the next season comes around, it's already a science field delivered guaranteed thing that this works and it's going to be a problem for opposing offenses. Very excited to see all three of them play together. 
But I will say this. It was refreshing to see a big dog go down on the defense and someone and step still, in and yes. really not have that drop I agree. Off. I think that's a great point. Walk goes out and no one can step into his shoes. Mm. The entire defense kind of falls apart around him. No pressure. They're not turning the ball over as much as they used to. Minka goes out. I'm heading into this game thinking, Watt's back, but is there going to be problems in that secondary now that Minka's out? Are they going to have a drop-off of a different sort because one of their big three is gone? Wasn't the case at all. No. They are equipped to handle Minka going down. They need to look at how equipped they are with Minka going down and try to apply that to Watt for the years to come. They need somebody depth-wise, like a KZ, an outside linebacker, mm-hmm. that can step in and, and be a fringe starter. Be a starter if you need be a to starter. be. Be a starter. I think he could be. I think he could be, too. I think he would start on a lot of teams in the NFL. It's just refreshing to see, hey, if one of these big three goes down, your entire thing just goes to bleep. Like That's not the case when it comes to Minka because of the addition to Casey. Now, we did see Minka miss a game earlier this year, and there was no Casey, and you absolutely felt the ripple effect from Minka being out. The Buffalo game. Sure. (laughs) I mean, he... Norwood got burned on, like, the first play right. of the game. And I remember back then, people, us included, were saying, hey, even if that's KZ, that's probably a different story. So it's good to see that now that your depth is back and healthy, it's a viable option to replace him for obviously not an entire season. But a handful of games, you're, you're going to be just fine. Yeah, you should definitely be just fine. And <clears throat> you no longer run that risk, now that he's available to you, of putting Trey Norwood on a guy like Gabe Davis. Yes, exactly. You put Trey Norwood back. They all Everybody falls, falls back into the role that they're supposed right. to have. You put Trey Norwood back into his fringe role. He gets like 10 snaps a game. You got KZ in his new role, Edmonds in his, Minka. I, that's the thing. I'm really excited to see what Minka's role is when they do go big nickel, when they have the three because on the Because you field. can, that, I think. It, I think that's a wild card right now. Because I think KZ is going to be what Minka usually is. And then Minka's going to be the Minka wild card. Minka can be. You know, as as a free safety, as a free safety, he could be the purest form of that free safety. And KZ can be KZ center field. Yes, yes. And I think KZ's really good at being center field. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, look at the that's look a at center the fielder inter- play. Look at the interception. Absolutely, he was in the area. He put himself in position to intercept the ball if it was a tip pass, and that's exactly what he did. So I'm really excited to see what they do with Minka uh, in this game against the Bengals if he's back. I would put him on Boyd when you see Boyd line up. You're saying Minka. Minka. Yeah. I know Sutton's a great slot corner, so I'm not going to like say, oh, you got to get Sutton out of there if Boyd's there. But I, if Boyd's torching you a little bit, because remember, there's no chase, so it's going to mm. be Higgins or Boyd that has the best day between the receiving core, unless, I mean, someone off the reservation right. pops up and, and has a day. I'm not going to predict that happening, though. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Minka on Tyler Boyd in the slot a little bit. Maybe Minka yeah, shadows no Joe Mixon that. a little bit out of the backfield. If Joe Mixon no splits out that. wide, maybe Minka's the one that lines up right across from him. And then that allows you to open things up with the rest of your secondary. Maybe you don't need to bump Cam Sutton into the slot. I think mm-hmm. he's the best at the slot of your corners, mm-hmm. but I also think he's one of your top two corners on the outside as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you have the flexibility to put Minka in on that slot coverage, because I think Minka's a phenomenal slot corner. He did that a lot at Alabama. He did that early in his career in Miami as well. Then you allow Sutton to stay on the outside with Levi. You got your one-two punch out there. I think Levi is starting to really emerge as I'm a top-two corner on the outside here. So I think that you can just do a lot of creative things with your secondary and it just allows your secondary to get a little bit of a boost. And and that's not really... 
I'm, I'm stating the obvious here because you added a quality player in KZ. Mm-hmm. So once you add a quality player to the equation, things are going to work out a lot easier right. for you, or you're going to be able to do a lot more with those players in the secondary. So I'm super excited to see it. I really hope we do see it this week against the Bengals. Uh, if not, though, like I said, I, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be back the following week, especially because you get a little extra day, you know, Thanksgiving break mm-hmm. and then the Monday game against the Colts. So at the very least, you'll just have to be without him against Cincy, and he'll probably be back on Monday night football in Indy. And even if you don't have him for the Cincinnati game, Tom, you kind of caught a break because, as you mentioned earlier, no Jamar Chase. So it's Who not torch them in week one, right? And it's so you're not <clears throat> you're not shorthanded while the Bengals have the upper hand, right? You it's kind of an even playing field. They lose their best receiver, but the Steelers lose their best member of the secondary. You kind of hope you don't want to rush things and and risk Minka suffering some kind of obscure injury that would come as a result of playing after that kind of surgery. But if he's really okay, then that's great. And then you have the upper hand. Right, you don't have to worry about a threat like Jamar Chase. You have your three guys available to you to cover two elite receiver or, or, or good receivers. Right, you don't have to worry about Minka versus Chase, and then hoping that Edmonds and KZ can keep up with Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. You have the three on two, and even, but again, even if Minka isn't out there, you should feel comfortable with both teams, the Bengals and the Steelers, kind of missing their their biggest piece. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I think that they're both actually kind of set up now that we've seen KZ play, and we just talked about how mm-hmm. you felt minimal impact of the Minka loss because of KZ. Right. Both teams are really set up to lose their stars in these positions for a couple of weeks. The Steelers at a time. and the Bengals. The Steelers because they brought in KZ, KZ. now they have him available. The Bengals because they probably have the best receiving. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are still. They probably a have good the best too. receiving trio in the NFL, even with Jamar Chase out. T. Higgins is a pretty solid number one, and Tyler Boyd is a pretty good number two. Yeah, we'll get to those two more in depth next segment when we talk a little bit about the Bengals. Start looking at them, but with T. Higgins, I think he's a number one receiver on a lot of teams in the league. This year, he's been injured a lot. He's, yeah, he's really he has been, been, and it's it's misleading because he's played in every game, I believe. But he like leaves after the first series. He, does. he doesn't I mean, come he did back that until in week later. one against yeah. the Steelers. And when he comes back in, he's not the same. Mm-hmm. So he's been really struggling. Which has been awesome for me, Tom, because I have, his fantasy team, he's I've on. picked him several times yeah. on Daily Fantasy too. He just he's such an uh, attractive pick because he's cheaper than Chase, but I always think he right. can go off just as much as Chase. And with Chase out, you would think, okay, well, here's T. Higgins' shot to really emerge as the number one guy that can maybe earn a contract elsewhere, right? And it hasn't happened. 
That being said, wouldn't be shocked. I would not feel shocked. shocked if he comes out and has a good performance on Sunday against the Steelers. Had a bye week now. Yeah, he's get very his body capable. back to healthy yeah. a little bit. You got a couple days off. Right. I think that's something that's really not talked enough about here is everyone was saying, okay, well, the Steelers had two weeks to prepare for the Saints, and look how well good of a job they did getting ready for them. They ran the ball. They did a great job in pass protection. T.J. Watt got back and was able to allow Alex Highsmith to get a lot of sacks. Defensive player of the week. Right, Alex Highsmith, AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Congrats to him. Uh, My moneymaker for the Steelers' Week 10 performance. Uh, But we have to discuss, we have to acknowledge that the Bengals now have that same opportunity. They had their bye week last week, so and they knew they were going to be without Jamar Chase, right? And and they knew that T.J. Watt was going to be back because they saw him last week. So they have been preparing for this Steelers defense with T.J. Watt for two weeks now. So and without and like I said, without Jamar Chase. So they, it's not that they. This was a a sudden shock to them that oh my gosh, the Steelers now have Minka and T.J. Watt back, and we no longer have Jamar Chase. No, they knew. This was going to be the scenario for them. And all they could do is really just say, okay, we're preparing for this, but best-case scenario for us, we've over-prepared, and there's no Mika Fitzpatrick to defend against us. I'll go one step further with your point there. Not only do they have an extra time to prepare, and you always get the advantage when you have the extra time Uh and the other team doesn't have a bye, it's the second time they're seeing the Steelers this year. Right. So there's familiarity there. And I'll go one further. And they fur- see them twice every year. Right. So I'll go one them. further, too. They're wearing their all whites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we counteract that by wearing we do, all we black. We do. So it's going to be a great jersey it's cool. game. Great jersey game, by the way. At first, I was like, we're going to get run off the field because of the all whites. But then when they came back with the all blacks, I was like, boom. That's how you answer yeah. right there. Yeah, it might be the sexiest jersey matchup of the year. Maybe. Black versus white. But getting back to. Getting back on topic here. No, I I completely see what you're trying to say. It that's that's the benefit of having the bye week. And and you, I'll, I'll make this obscure point very quickly. That's what really I thought was so detrimental to the Steelers in 2020 when they had their bye week in week four. Right? You remember Too because early. Of, because, because of, of the COVID, COVID, it was the Tennessee Titans. They were supposed to play them, and COVID kind of spread like rapid fire uh, in that locker room. In Tennessee's locker room, yes, and. Remember, the Steelers had their bye week in week four, started off 11-0. Maybe that bye week comes in week eight, week nine. They get a little chance to rest and prepare better for an, an opponent. That doesn't happen. That fall off doesn't happen. It's very possible. But I like your point about the, the Bengals having the bye and the fact that they've already gone up against the Steelers team. And let's not forget, Tom, too, the team, the team that they went up against had T.J. Watt out there. Yep. So it's not like they had – they had the chance that the Browns had who were playing the Steelers without T.G. Watt and said, oh, well, we beat them, right? There, there should be no issue. No, because the next time the Browns play the Steelers, it's very likely that T.G. Watt will be out there. The Bengals were the one team coming into last week, last week, right, not the, not the Saints game, uh, that had the advantage of game tape against this team with T.G. Watt. Now it's the other side of the ball that there's some unfamiliarity for the Bengals. They played Mitch Trubisky in week one. Yes, They great face point. off against Kenny Pickett now in week two. Mm-hmm. And one less wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers since Chase Claypool sure. is gone. So it's the offense that looks different compared to week one to now for the Steelers rather than the defense, despite Minka maybe not being able to play, maybe being able to go. But like we've been illustrating, I don't worry that much about it because of KZ. No. I think that that's a solid replacement. Bengals looking at Kenny, or Kenny looking at the Bengals, I should say. 
This is a team that really struggles to get after the quarterback. They only have 14 sacks on the season, and seven mm-hmm. and a half of those sacks are between Hendrickson and Hubbard combined. So those are your really only two forces right Threats, now yeah. as far as sacking the quarterback. I think Kenny's been getting a little happy feet lately. I think Kenny's been leaving a pocket a little bit too early maybe, not showing that comfortability in a pocket that we thought he'd have as a quote-unquote NFL-ready quarterback coming out. Normal stuff for a rookie, of course. Stuff you hope doesn't develop into bad habits, though. But this is a game where I think Kenny should really focus on practice this week, on the game on Sunday. You got cement on your feet. Mm -hmm. Try to stay in the pocket. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously that's a fine line because you have to break out when the pocket collapses and you need to make something happen with your feet. But I don't want to see... You know, pockets kind of develop, and there's a little bit of like Hubbard's throwing his hands up in the air, so it kind of looks like chaos. Mm-hmm. But Dan Moore's got him. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's he's solid in front of him. I don't want to see you evacuate something that you don't have to. Get a little cement footed in this game. Try to stick in that pocket a little bit, lo- a half a second longer than you're comfortable with. Try to try to push right. that a little bit more, because I, I I think that's something he needs to work out of his game fast. I don't want to see happy feet in the pocket. I think that's something that. You do it early in your NFL career, it plagues you for a long time. I think we see that with a lot of quarterbacks who were talented coming out of college. Speed of the NFL game gets a little bit crazy for them, mm-hmm. and then they just forever have kind of like the jumpy feet in their pocket for the rest of their career. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just think that— Disclaimer, way too early to paint with the brush and say, pick, it's going to be like that. I'm no, just saying right, you see the course. early signs. Of course, of course. But I think if you use the example of last week versus New Orleans— when the guy can get you 50 yards on the ground, you're going to take well, it. Well, that's the thing I think I've seen the best out of Kenny so far. He can run in this league. Uh-huh. He can use his legs as a weapon. Well, you know what's not, not talked about enough really quickly? The long 36-yard run by Najee Harris. Did you see? <laughs> he was flying up the sideline Did side you see him, Kenny yeah. came out of the pocket and, and helped block down the way? I mean, we talk about his 50 yards on the ground, but that play I don't think is talked about enough in regards to Kenny's effort and his speed to get down the field to catch. Caught up with Najee. Don't do that. No, I, I understand. Don't do it. Don't but do that as a quarterback. You're, you're, you can see the speed, though, is yes, what I meant. By he's that. really fast. Firemuth yeah. on Chalk Talk last night said he's fast. Uh-huh. Like Even his teammates recognize how fast he is. He's not fields. He's not Jackson, Mm-mm. but he's Rodgers, right? He's Allen. He's uh, maybe not Allen, but Mahomes ish. Mahomes ish, kind of. Allen's just tough. I don't know if he's. That's really where that he's quick. not Allen. Allen yeah, just I get that, but in over. terms of quickness, speed, I he's not Mahomes. Mahomes is faster than him, and I think Mahomes chooses not to run more because his arms are and he's made of and gold. And he's done a really good job of learning how to properly. But that's attack. the kind of running yeah. I think Kenny can do. Like a 53-yard game when he has to. Like Mahomes on that Sunday night game against the Titans. He ran for 63 yards Mm because he had to run for 63 Mm -hmm. yards to win that game. So I get him as that that kind of runner. Not not the Fields, not the Lamars, not the Allens, but that next level of them. The guys that will give you 50 yards on the ground if they have to and are capable of running for a decent game. Rodgers used to do that all the time in his young career. Deceptively just scamper out of there and get 20 yards on the ground. That was... That was his bread and butter more so than his accuracy. Everyone loved to paint how accurate he was as a quarterback, but early on when he when the when the Packers um, won the Super Bowl uh, and then he won the MVP the season after, it was due to his legs. He was incredibly mobile, and then I think even as he got older, he became more and more accurate. But yeah, it's a great point. One thing I really want to see improve this week, though. Okay. I think we teased this last uh, time we taped on Monday, okay. and we never got to it. The red zone offense. Mm, just coming up so 
Now I so will say stale, this: they yeah. only score in the red zone. They, right, they that's literally a point. only score their right. touchdowns we, in the red zone. We all know the stat by now that Warren Sharp pointed out how the Steelers had the league low in terms of yard on a touchdown at eight, and that did not increase at all because both of their touchdowns were one yard. But it feels like they get to the red zone kind of last week against the Saints. I think in the Dolphins game they did a decent amount of job of this. They get to the red zone a decent amount of times, and then but they stall out a lot. Or yeah, the play calling just they Najee Harris long run, and then Kenny gets a nice run, and then there's a good pass to Pickens, and they're like they're moving down the field. Then they get to the twenty, and everything gets tight. Right, and they get tight. You as see well. a lot of balls thrown overhead and corner routes. Now, you I will, see I will the say run this. game kind of stall out. It gets tougher in the NFL in the red zone. Sure. That's where everything is tight. The defense has a much easier they position. They got the sidelines as yeah, their right. they got the out of bounds line as their right. as their thirteenth defender or twelfth mm-hmm. and thirteenth defender out there. Mm-hmm. So obviously you have to be more precise in the red zone, but like have you seen when they get to like the seventeen a pass into the end zone? I can't remember that. They just try to get as close as they can mm-hmm. to get a, a well, one yard. It's either sneak. that or the ball goes out of bounds beyond the end zone. But yeah, just a throw away or something uh-huh. like that. So I want to see some more creativity in the red zone offense. I want to see some more shots into the end zone from the re- – I mean, they need shots in the end zone even from outside of the red zone as well. But especially when you get inside the 20, start putting the ball into the end zone and hope uh-huh. that a receiver can make a play or the one time scheme I can something remember, up where he'll be wide open. The one time I can remember was the Chase Claypool touchdown. And that was from, what, the six-yard line, the seven-yard yeah. line? So that may have been the longer. That may have been the eight-yarder. Eight yarder. was the longer one, yeah. So I really want to see them show some strides when they get into the red zone against the Bengals this week because, yeah, they could have had 26 points if – Matthew Wright makes two makeable field goals for sure. an NFL caliber kicker, and it looks a little bit different on the scoreboard. I want one of those field goal attempts to be a touchdown. You know, absolutely. I, I, when you get that close, you got to start grabbing touchdowns, and you can get away with Matthew Wright missing field goals against Andy Dalton and the Saints because your defense is playing all world and they're only going to give up ten points. But you see, you hear it all the time when you play high-powered offense teams, which the Bengals are. Even though they're a little hot and cold this year, they're still a high-powered offense team. You can't win games kicking field goals. You have to get the ball into the end zone. So I really want to see touchdown success this week in the red zone, or else I don't think you have a a much chance to win the game. A chance to win this game? I think that's a good point. And the other thing I'll say about the red zone offense, why are they so, I don't want to say scared, Where's the picket designed runs when you get into that red zone? Where's yeah. the the only time I really saw everybody crash into the middle of the field thinking that it's going to be Najee and then he mm-hmm. just scoots to the outside. The only time scores. I've seen it is on his quarterback sneaks on his three rushing touchdowns. And I'm not talking about sneaks. I'm talking about I your, get that, your eight but yards that's out, what I'm talking. That's out, the right. only time I've really it's the seen it. Only time you see him do it. It's the only time you see him design mm-hmm. run. And for that matter. Design run more with Kenny Pickett sure. a little bit. I, again, he's not Justin Fields. I'm not saying it's read option all day, every day. But lull that defense into a trap. Have them overcommit to Najee if Najee's running well. And pull that sucker back and run for 15 yards around the outside. If anything, now you've kind of lured defenses into stacking the box because the Steelers get so close to that goal line. The Steelers have just all they're going to do is sneak it, sneak or... it with Kenny, right? And you know what else is great? Canada. You've been setting people up for these jet sweeps all year long. Sure. If you put Pickens in motion, 
fake it to him, fake it to Najee. Right. They're going to go just, all over the place. And then Pickett just Kenny runs to the just other run, side of the field. Yeah. He, I bet he walks into the end zone. I bet he moonwalks into That's, the end zone. That is what's so... Frustrating. Well, no, 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 no. That's what makes the San Francisco offense, the Kansas City offense, so hard to defend against. They set because they things up. You net. You have to keep guessing. You there's three different guys, four different guys who could possibly have the ball that could go into the end zone. You set play. The, a lot of t- scripting is, an offense yeah. at the beginning of the game isn't necessarily to score and oh these are our best eight plays in a sequence that they're going to get us at least a field goal. A lot of the time, it's to set up plays in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember in the first quarter when this guy ran in motion and they did this? Well, guess what? The same kind of formation happens and he runs in motion, but the ball goes to the complete opposite mm-hmm. end of the field and he's wide open right mm-hmm. now. So set things up a little bit more and have Kenny use his feet if you're having a little bit of trouble in the red zone. I think that's, again, probably one of his best attributes yeah. in his young career so I'm far. With you. Subscribe to SNR's newest podcast. The godfather of Pittsburgh sports is talking nothing but Steelers. It's Savern on Steelers, and new episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. You can subscribe today. It's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to dip our toe into the Cincinnati Bengals water a little bit in the next episode. Talk about really one of the more bizarre teams in the NFL. That's on the way next. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opperman. This is the Steelers Standard. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.